Hi everyone, I'm Eleanor and you're listening to Sweet Deviation, the podcast designed to help you navigate, organize, and get creative while living with ADD. In each episode, I'll share personal stories, tricks, and insights that I've used to break through daily challenges. And together, we will lean into the diagnosis and stop fighting our natural tendencies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10. Today, I want to talk about something that's kind of difficult to describe. It's just a feeling that I have, but I'm going to give it a shot. So just run with me here. (laughs) Imagine that you're going to try to run a marathon. You're going to train to run a marathon, right? So you buy the best running shoes and all the appropriate gear. You have everything that's spandex. It's out there. And you want people to know that you're a serious contender, right? So you spare absolutely no expense. Even your water bottle is monogrammed or it has a motivational quote on it, right? So you start your running regimen and your weekly workouts consist of all the warm-ups that you need to do, all the stretches. You have your daily routes and drills that you do, increasing your distance and then learning you know, what pace works best for you. You can really start to feel this progress that you're making and it's invigorating, right? You're super excited about this new thing that you're endeavoring on. So you make sure that you tell everybody that you know, and even some people that you don't know, that you're about to run this marathon. Uh, You're not just running a marathon though. You're a marathon runner. Like you just kind of wear the cloak of this new title and you declare it and you believe it. You want it with all of your heart. Then... Imagine after months of preparing for this, it's the night before the big day and you sit up ruminating about how you could have trained better, how uh, you think that other people might have trained better or longer, and maybe you just can't do it. And then you start to think about all of the reasons why you shouldn't even try. And isn't tomorrow going to be hot? Or you wonder maybe that you should take advantage of this new sunny weather to get other things done around the house. You know, your neighbors have been revamping their gardens, their lawns are looking great, and yours is a mess because you spent all of your free time training for this marathon. So it just happens that at that very moment, you get an email about a big sale at your garden center. It's tomorrow, and it can't be missed. You feel this rush of excitement thinking about how great your yard is going to look after you get all of this equipment. Now, you've really wanted to have a nice garden for a long time, so that's not a bad plan. It's actually a good thing that you're doing, and it wouldn't be so bad to have healthy vegetables that you grow yourself, right? So all of that makes sense. It's consistent with your goals. So you make plans to head out to that sale and convince yourself that all the training that you've done for the marathon wasn't wasted. You'll just run the next one. And you forget about having the finish line in sight because you didn't even show up. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, then I guess that you and I have more in common because that's something that I generally find myself doing. I don't show up. I do all of the back leg work. The hardest parts are done. And it's just getting there and doing it where I get hung up. So I want to give you some examples of ways that this has happened and shown up for me in my life. You know, when my kids were very young, I had written a really sweet children's book about the tooth fairy. And it really is clever. I have to tell you, it's 
really great, but I never did anything with it. I loved it. And I did share it with people that I know. Like I have a cousin who begged me after she had kids, she begged me to write this book because she wanted to share it with her kids, but I never did it. I just quit. I got right to the edge of it and then quit. I uh, also started to make hats when my kids were young. Um, I studied millinery art just on my own, right? Because who doesn't? do that. So I started learning how to make hats and I was already sewing handbags. So I thought, well, what what else can I do to kind of up my game? I am not kidding you when I tell you I learned how to make shoes like like pumps. <laughs> There's a way that you can make pumps at home. So anyway, I did try that. And I had done so well and I was having such a good time with it that I had friends who were like, oh my God, you're going to be on Oprah soon. Like these were like early 2000s, right? So I had all of this positive attention and positive feedback coming from friends and I quit. I just quit. And I don't know why I did. Another example is I studied herbology. Uh, Right about the time that my mom got sick and resurfaced, I thought, well, let me kind of wrap my head around all of the modalities, everything that she can do to help herself, right? And I came across some really interesting uh, information in like energy and herbology. So I just immersed myself in it. And I actually started a small little home-based business. After working at a little herb shop, it just kind of morphed into something else. And I was getting a lot of momentum. I had a ton of referrals and people were calling to make appointments and I was doing okay. And then I just quit. So I say all of this because this is a pattern. It's not one or two things that just didn't fit well. I really wanted to do all of these things. Now, more recently, I opened my shop and I did have success. I had more success than I imagined because we expected that there would be, you know, at least two or three years where we weren't recouping our investment, but it didn't turn out that way. I was actually doing pretty well much earlier than we had anticipated. And I did show up, I did open the shop and it was doing well. And I didn't quit this time actually, because I didn't have to, the pandemic did it for me. So I did have to shut my shop down. And that's partially why I felt a little bit off kilter now, because I have this thing, this project, this baby that I've nurtured, and it's just kind of sitting there in limbo. And uh, after having had the diagnosis very recently during this pandemic, once I was shut in at home, I have now started to kind of reframe some of those old experiences through the lens of ADD. And what I'm learning is that there's something that connects those events. It wasn't just because I was lazy or I didn't have not even follow through. I think in this particular case, it was bigger than that. If there's a pair of socks that I started knitting and didn't finish, that's lack of follow through, right? Yeah, I didn't like the pattern. I gave up on it. No big deal. We're talking about maybe $12 worth of yarn, not a problem. But in this, what I'm describing here is something much bigger. I really think that not only did I have a fear of failure, because I think a lot of people will say that when you venture on a new, you know, task or a new goal or a new dream, the fear of failure is something that kind of hooks people. But I think what I was also equally experiencing was something unexpected, and I'm beginning to see that it is the fear of success. So I don't know what causes this fear. You know, maybe the self-sabotage comes because we're afraid of the attention that it might bring us. 
or we feel like it will have expectations that we can't meet because of all our negative self-talk. Uh, we don't allow ourselves to believe that we can meet their new expectations. Maybe it seems that the higher you climb, the harder you'll fall. So there's also that fear. I have fear of not having enough time to do it right. <laughs> fear of not living up to my potential. And I don't want to look back on my life and realize that I've wasted it, you know, just not following through or not going all the way, not showing up. So I don't have an answer for why I do it, but I've been working on how I can not do it again. So I'm still petrified. It's still something that just makes me anxious. I know I, I, again, because of the diagnosis, I can look at it from a different perspective and a different framework and say like, ah, this makes sense because this is typical uh, for many people with ADD. And since I have gone live with this podcast, I know early on I had said, I'm not going to go live until I have 10 episodes. Well, if you listened to last week's episode, I did actually go live and it was a big deal. I am officially on iTunes and Spotify and I'm still waiting for Google Play to come back with an approval, but it looks like there's no reason why it shouldn't work. I uh, did all of the legwork and I had to learn all of the, you know, the same way as you would train for a marathon, I had to learn how to do the uh, audio recording, how to set it up on the computer, how to edit it, how to do the cover art, how to do intros and outros with music. There was a pretty steep learning curve for me because it's not something I had done. Even though I did work kind of in this industry when I was in college, we're talking about technology that doesn't even exist anymore. That's how I learned to do it. So I, the learning curve was definitely up there and I did have to invest some effort and time to figure this whole thing out. And I feel like I am still showing up. That's all I can say. Like, I'm here. And, you know, I don't have the flashy equipment and I don't, you know, I see some of these other podcasters and and I can look and convince myself that, man, you know, how do you compete with this? Like this, talk about a marathon, right? You have people that have just tons of reviews and tons of people who are interested in their content. And I'm standing here wondering, like, is anybody even paying attention? <laughs> and then that kind of paints both pictures for me, because on the one hand, I'm thinking like, oh, man, bummer. I don't have a lot of people yet who are even aware that I'm doing this. And then it's coupled at the same time with the fear of, holy crap, what if somebody I know hears this? So on the one hand, I'm upset because nobody's listening. And on the other hand, I'm deathly afraid that somebody might actually listen. So if you can imagine what it is like to be between these ears <laughs> for me right now, it's just nerve wracking to wonder, you know, want to encourage myself to continue to show up and then still have to kind of tackle those fears, both of failure and of success. So that's why I'm here today. I want you to know that you also can show up. If any of this sounds familiar, if there's something you're quitting on or something that you have quit on, I encourage you to reevaluate that from that perspective of it doesn't have to be that way. You can still lace up those shoes and you can still show up for this marathon that we're in. So I suggest, and what has helped for me is that I set myself these little mini goals. So I did complete the 10, I did go live, I have many challenges like learn how to make a Zoom call or learn how to, um, I don't know, make some auxiliary useful tool. 
For instance, one of the things that I have found for me that helps me to get out of my head when I'm starting to really get stuck in a, in a thought pattern, if I can busy my hands and or, you know, somehow keep my body busy, it allows my mind to kind of problem solve on its own. It just it, it keeps my mind not so hyper focused on the problem. And one example is for me, all of my good ideas come when I'm washing dishes, which honestly is super frustrating because my hands are usually wet and I want to jot these ideas down because I know that if I don't, I will absolutely forget these ideas. So I have to dry my hands, run to my office, and then jot them down into my idea book. So, and that's actually uh, what brought me here. (laughs) I was thinking of this and trying to figure out how it is that I have continue to make these patterns where I get close to the finish line and then quit. So I really wanted to show up and and be very aware that this is a pattern that I have and I want to keep myself from doing it again because I can see now that I have the control. This isn't something that's happening to me. ADD does not happen to me. I can control it. So with some tools, and I want to share that with you, you can continue to show up. So one of the things that I do is I set these little mini goals. The mini goals are great. For me, the first one was do 10 episodes. I could not quit until I did 10 episodes. Then I was going to decide whether or not I would go live. And I did. And so now that I am, I am thinking, well, I'm going to give myself 25 episodes. Because honestly, who would even know I'm doing this? Nobody does. (laughs) So I'm not doing it for anybody outside of myself. And 25 episodes seems like a fair amount to uh, take on. And then I can revisit it. So it's not like I'm putting myself in a box where I can't change my mind. But in order to, to show up for myself, 25 episodes will give me enough repetition to kind of see where I'm at. I mentioned this before, but I had, um, I call it a random, like a random word idea generator. And honestly, don't know where I learned this. It must have been a book somewhere and it's, I just couldn't even tell you where. So I wish I could give that person credit, but I don't know. But I will take a random uh, number and then kind of get a random book and then go, you know, to that page down to those, you know, many lines of its number or whatever, 12, 12 lines down and 12 words in. And generally, like if it's the word and or the or of, obviously I don't use those, but I can find something in that general vicinity and then kind of apply it to the situation that I'm in. So I did have to do that today in tackling this problem about showing up for myself. And the word that came up was iterate or iteration. And I kind of thought like, huh, that's just interesting because it's not a word, honestly, that's in my vocabulary. I don't use that word very frequently. But as I sat with it, I thought, you know, it does make sense. You have to continue to do it. You have to repeat this process. You have to continue to show up. So in the case of my random uh, word today, it really did apply and it helped me to frame the problem of fear of success or fear of failure. And the solution for me was just keep showing up, right? It is that baby step, one step after the other. And so my new goal is 25 episodes. I'll revisit it there. And that is a manageable size, like a small bite that I can continue to kind of take and and move forward. So I present those two ideas for you. And I, I hope that it makes sense. If you have a problem with getting just close to just shy of your goals, and if it's either fear of failure or fear of success, 
that you can find a way to get back on track, give yourself another small little mini goal that you can do to keep you on track so that you show up for yourself, so that you get the chance of having that success. Because if you're like me, you have all the talent that anybody else has. What we lack is the follow through to get to that place, to wait, to show up, to run that marathon and to use all of the tools and all of the experience that we've collected in our training to get us to that finish line. It's not about winning. It's about finishing. So I hope that today there is something that you can not quit on. And I'll tell you that if you don't hear from me again, I hope that somebody will come and check on me because If I don't get to 25 episodes, it wasn't on purpose. I'm telling you, I'm not going to quit. So if you don't hear from me after a few episodes, please send help, okay? And in the meantime, if there's anything that I can do to be of assistance to you, I hope that you would write it in the comments. What is that challenge that you have coming up that you're afraid of? You know, sometimes when we do say it out loud and we share this goal with someone, it makes us more accountable, right? Because we're not afraid of letting ourselves down, but we tend not to let other people down or want to let other people down. So maybe that's something that'll help you. So having accountability might mean writing something in the in the comments or sharing it with your friend, uh, letting them know that this is something that you're working on. And that's just another tool that we can use to keep ourselves focused on the end game. What I'm going to do too is the one thing that I had included in terms of busying your mind, because maybe that will be helpful to you. I will add a little uh, coloring sheet. (laughs) I know it sounds like kindergarten, right? Because I've never really understood adult coloring books. I never have. I'm too impatient. And it was driving me nuts because I felt like that I don't understand what the rage is and I should probably dig in a little bit because there might be something there. It was hard to get started, but once I let my mind stop the rambling and I was only focused on the colors that I was going to use and how I was going to blend them. I mean, I was working within the lines, right? I didn't have to create anything. So it's not my mind working on creating. It was just kind of a very simple and easy task that I could dive into. And I found that as I did it, I became more relaxed and my mind became less rigid. And I was able to find some real simple solutions and ideas uh, for things that will help to move this forward for me. So I'm going to include the little coloring worksheet that I have and you can use it, print it out and, you know, use that or find something else that you can do to kind of busy your your brain, busy your hands and kind of separate your left from your right. Or I don't know what the science is behind it, y'all. I have no idea. What I can tell you is that it did work for me. I was able to, once I re- passed the resistance of like, oh my God, this feels like a waste of time. And I just let myself ease into the process of the coloring and the enjoyment of it. It was quiet. It was relaxing. And then before I knew it, my mind was really trying to solve some problems for me. So I leave you with that. I appreciate you very much. I'm so glad that we are able to share this together because I do find that it is extremely helpful. And I'm glad that we're both here and that we're not quitting and that you're not quitting with me. And I'm glad that I can share this sweet deviation.